Welcome to another exciting installment of the Atlantic Robot Show. Finally, finally, has been a bit of a bit of busy. We've been busy a vacation. Act, we could bit, call it that. Well, I wouldn't call it. that. I've actually been working. That was the problem. I had to actually do some of this work that we talk about all the time. But you know, things happen in the music business. Thought it was time to have a chat about something. I think it's on everybody's mind again. Ed Sheeran, aside from being a phenomenon. I was about to say phenomenal, but I think phenomenon is a better word. Selling out stadiums with an acoustic guitar and a really good loop pedal. He's also being sued for a hundred million bucks. That's a bummer, you know. Nobody likes to get sued for a hundred million bucks. Ruins the day. Yeah, and so uh, we wanted to talk about this a little bit, and um, I'm going to do a recap. I found a nice article on the NPR from NPR about what the lawsuit actually is. So I'm going to read this for you. So this is not my words. NPR gets the credit for this one. The Ginger Troubadour was first sued over the hit song last year by Edward Townsend Jr., a co-writer of Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. He's sued for his song Thinking Out Loud, which the lawsuit claims is derivative or the same song. A new suit filed in New York by a company called Structured Asset Sales, or SAS, follows a failed attempt by SAS to join the Townsend lawsuit. So, 17 days after the rejection for joining the Townsend lawsuit, SAS filed its own lawsuit against Ed Sheeran, co-writer Amy Wadge, Atlantic, Re- Atlantic Records, etc. And uh, basically, SAS purchased its share of Townsend's song catalog from his son, Clef Michael Townsend, who inherited an unknown portion of the catalog after his father's death in 2003. SAS who owns a portion, by the way, sidebar, a portion of this song that was co-written by Townsend, now seeks $100 million in damages for the portion of Let's Get It On, which it owns. A portion of a portion of a portion. Yeah. So basically, the giant lawsuit that everybody's talking about isn't actually the gay family. They're not involved. They're that's not right. Involved. The gay family are not involved this this time. Yeah, and I think that's Yet. why it's getting a lot of press is because obviously, famously, the gays won the lawsuit against thinking out loud or uh, blurred lines. Blurred lines. Pharrell, Pharrell and Robin Thicke. Uh, Robin Thicke. So uh, I guess they're just still enjoying that cash before they get involved in this. <laughs> well, in this yeah, lawsuit. I mean that's interesting. Why this the, the guy from behind it? What were they called? Structured asset sales. Set. Structured asset. Uh, sales, yeah. With a name like that, clearly they're big into the creative side of the business. Obviously, they're not they're artists, not lawyers. They're they're artists. But uh, maybe they should have gone around and knocked on the gay's family door and said, "Hey, guys, do you want to jump on this one? We're yeah, we're looking for a hundred mil, but that's not happened." Right. But I, I I did check before we met today that this the guy who's leading the this case. He's got some history with this kind of stuff. Some people online have called him a patent troll. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the idea That's a patent troll for Americans. <laughs> aluminum. <Yeah. laughs> uh, patent troll. That he's got 
prior history of, and actually ancient history, back in what was probably the 90s, right? He was the guy that created the Bowie Bonds, the idea of uh, monetizing the rights of the material somehow for the artist. Right. I don't know all the details, but it was it was a big thing back in the day. And there was basically, he gave a huge advance on David Bowie's catalog. Exactly. In, in the yeah, yeah. so he would make money forever. And basically, uh, you know, for those of you who aren't familiar, a copyright is good for basically seventy years after the author dies. Yeah. You know, so that's how that works. So Ed Sheeran, let's Ed, this, so this particular song. I mean, basically, again, it's kind of shocking, and the reason people were talking about it is it, it's not a direct copy melodically, it's not a direct copy lyrically, which is in the past how these things went. But like blurred lines, they're saying it copies a feel that w- had not existed before. Let's get it on in this case, right? And um, well, and under the letter of the law. Uh, copyright law the only thing that is protected is the vocal melody and the lyrics everything underneath that is fair game you can copy it that's the that's the legal situation right although now uh, blurred lines has turned that on its head and opened the kind it's like a precedent now it's opened the door where you could in theory try and sue for anything like this guy's doing you know it's a dangerous precedent yeah, in one way yeah so basically they're trying to sue on a harmonic feel and tempo. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's not even actually the same chords. And we're going to link it in this video description, but there's a, an excellent video by a guy named Adam Neely who explains, you know, the musical theory behind this and why he also agrees that it's, it's kind of a crazy thing. Um, but, you know, I wanted to talk about it kind of one thing we do with Atlantic Robot, and, and I do personally as a, as a writer and a producer, is uh, some sync licensing, which you know, means you, know, you make music and for TV, movies, ads, whatever. And um, one thing, one massive part of that business is that companies often look for a song with a similar feel to a, a big hit, usually, that right. they either can't afford or maybe is not available to, to license. So they're specifically asking, hey, do you have something like this? You know, and that's what we're talking about. Of course, they don't want a copy of it, but we're talking about what people are looking for is a song with a similar feel. And I mean, that idea is honestly how rock and roll and pop music and basically all modern music, music even exists. Period. It's just it's derivative. It's, it's all Always, derivative. It's, yeah. You know, and this right. this this Ed Sheeran song and Let's Get It On, you know, is some sort of you know loose variation on a one four five chord progression, which is you know the foundational chord progression of rock music. You know, and there's only so many ways harmonies work together. Right. You know. Yes. Yeah, like for me, an analogy would be the car. Right. Uh, the fundamentals of the car, the engine. Transmission, gearbox for us people in England, kind of gearbox. No. Transmission. Transmission, gear, uh, engine, chassis, chassis, wheels, chassis. you get the idea. Yeah. All of that stuff, you know, you uh, that's kind of common to all cars, so yeah. you can't really try and copyright that. However, if it's a, a Ford Mustang with a Ford badge on it, you try and copy that, you're going to get sued, right? But the underlying car, yeah, which in this it's case- It's still a car. In this case is the tempo- the harmonic content, the rhythmic content, that you can't really say, hey, that's mine, you can't copy it, right? Well, I mean, and if that's the case, it's like, how far do you go back? I mean, in this video by Adam Neely, again, it's like he takes it all the way back to, you know, Mozart and Bach, 
that yeah. you know how far back do you go to say who originally created this thing because mm-hmm. you know there's only so many notes and there's only so many ways that notes actually work together you know in in harmon- harmonic theory of music so I mean there's yeah. only so much you can do so if this kind of right. works it means you know nobody could ever write another song again basically yeah. I think that the reason why a lot of these patent trolls show up is because I guess they've seen or got experience from the business world where, you know, trademarks, copyrights and patents are massive business like pharmaceuticals yeah. and software. But they're the, in those fields, they're not restricted by X number of chords, X number of notes, right, or whatever. Their structure is very different. You can create whatever software you want and so on and so forth. So it's not a limited playing field. Um, right. And under the copyright and patent laws there, it's like screwed down within an inch of its life. What is... Right. Owned and what isn't owned. Uh, yeah. well, and you know, everyone's countersuing each other, suing each other, countersuing each other constantly in the in the software world. Uh, but it doesn't translate to the music business. So I think it's in this case, it's it's uh, I don't know. It's for me, it's uh, not going to work. Hopefully. I mean, I hope I hope so too. I mean, I think. Also, I mean, it stifles creativity, as we know. Everything is an influence of something else, and I mean. You know, I mean, there's. I've well, ima- I've, imagine you can't use the one four five. I mean, or, who's gonna write? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how many songs are you know? Well, I mean, mostly the rest of the songs that are ever written are just gonna be terrible because you know, like I said, there's only so many ways you can put chords together. I mean, you can try new stuff, and no, no, people no. do. I tell you what, we'll do. Let's assume this is gonna go ahead. Let's now write a song only with all the remaining chord minor progressions. Minor second, diminished seventh. Yeah. Crush it. Copyright it. That's it. Yeah, just write all the rest of the chord progressions in totally. every in every BPM totally. possible. Yeah, with every let's, groove. Let's, let's get on that now. Let me make a note. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's so anyway. I think it's scary. I think it also is just you know kind of a you know grasping for straws when you know the music business is 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 uh you know different now. I also saw something totally unrelated, but I also saw something you know Drake just made a hundred million dollars coincidentally same amount on streaming already or mm-hmm. you know and I mean somebody brought up the point that his catalog is so massive and he works so hard and that's why you know I mean if things are different than they used to be nobody throws money at you like they used to but you know what people always neglect to, to point out is like that didn't always work even when you I mean we know guys that have had massive record deals that didn't really break huge in the mainstream but they got the opportunity and it still helped their career and it gave them a great chance yeah, but you know when people are doing stuff like this, you know, based on old things, and and obviously the uh, another important fact is Marvin Gaye and Edward Townsend are dead. Mm-hmm. You know, so this yeah. has nothing to do with these guys. These artists wrote something that they'd probably be honestly, most likely flattered, and complimented yeah. that you know a, a hot new artist is 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 influenced by them. And I'm sure Ed Sheeran wouldn't even deny. An influence. Who can deny an influence of Marvin Gaye and Motown and all that stuff? But you know, it's, yeah. It's, so the, the one in, one interesting point to put in this discussion is the Ed Sheeran and the Shape of You track. Yeah. How the pre-chorus was. Yeah. Say the vocal melody is clearly an almost exact copy of TLC's No Scrubs pre-chorus. Yeah. And he they him and his publisher published a track and then within a few months people started mentioning it and uh, magically Ed Sheeran's team added the TLC writing credits onto yeah, yeah, yeah. this. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, make of that what you will. But yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I think that's kind of Ed Sheeran's like 
new uh, strategy is just like make stuff that sounds exactly like other stuff, make it a huge hit, Getting sell early, out, a, sell out a few stadiums, and then put their credit on so they <laughs> so they are cool with it. <laughs> Have you heard two thousand two? It's that, but you know, go Ed Sheeran. I mean, who can who can blame? But anyway, I, I really just think this is this is crazy and another scary little thing for music. I mean, I don't even know what my opinion is. I mean, my opinion is it's it's just greed. It's clearly, as we mentioned, structured asset sales is clearly not an artist-friendly service, you know. Yeah. And, and has, has that record even clocked over 100 million? That, yeah, yeah, that's a point. So even if this structured assets company owned 100% of the copyright... So then they could they claim a hundred percent of the income, which they don't. They own a percent of a percent. Is it even anywhere near a hundred million? I don't know. I mean, judging from that description by NPR, basically this company owns a portion of Edward Townsend's portion of a song he co-wrote he with Marvin Gaye. So, so clearly, it's a percent of a percent of fifty percent. Yeah, well, at it, most, at most, it's some percent of fifty yeah. percent, which that would that would indicate that that song has made. You know, more than two hundred million dollars, which it, it clearly has not. It's mm-hmm. a great song; it was a huge hit. But I'm sure they're going to name stuff like "This Is Why Ed Sheeran Is Selling Out Stadiums" and and that kind of thing, which they did in the in the uh, Robin Thicke lawsuit. Yeah. Part of the lawsuit was based on the fact that his star rose because of the hit. <laughs> yeah, well, going back to that case, I read and it. which they won that one, by the way, about Robin Thicke and, yeah. and Thoreau. I read uh, somewhere that one of the reasons they uh, right, the thick Pharrell case went the way it did was because apparently Robin Thicke's demeanour in the court was quite abrasive. I could see I don't that. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it. I, you know, we Thicke, weren't there, but I Robin read Thicke some reports that said he, abrasive. he was quite arrogant in his tone and, and it kind of turned off the jury, which leads me to my point of how to solve this. And well, one, of, one of the ways I would say is why is this being decided by a public jury? Why not lock two or three musicologists or two from each team with a judge and, and go at it and say, look, this is the technicalities because it's not that difficult to explain to a judge. You know, if you've got musicologists right. on each side, this is the deal. This is what is legal. You know, not about, uh, I'm not talking about um, subjective elements. It's like under the copyright law, this is what you can copy. This is what you can't copy. You can see what yeah. it is. So do that, you know, put it in, uh, take it away from a public jury, first one. And then you know, or in this case, because everybody loves Ed Sheeran, it's probably totally fine. Just let Ed, <laughs> just let Ed Sheeran bring a guitar. Yeah, he'll come into a little show. Hello, guys. Yeah, give him a little song, and they go, "All right." Take a selfie with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess we'll see how this one plays out. Um, I yeah. think, but I mean, We're, I just think I just think this kind of stuff is just bad for music and bad for bad for the business and bad. Bad for everything. It's we, bad. We're, we're taking like a light-hearted approach to this, but this could potentially have quite serious ramifications for all of us and yeah if this actually you know if it turns out or strengthens the precedent that the thick case has, has created you know it's it's not good yeah exactly i mean you know it's like at what point do people either stop writing songs or you know and like i said this this sync licensing business is no joke that's a huge mm-hmm. huge business for a lot of like us musicians who and producers who basically aren't you know Big, but you know, it, you know, it pays for a lot of mortgages, and it pays for a lot of, you know, birthday yeah. parties, and it pays for a lot of, you know, yeah, colleges. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, this is like this is normal working man stuff. You know, yeah. it's like most people that make a living in the music business are not famous and are not, you know, selling out stadiums. You know, we're we're hardworking people that go to work every day, yeah. like everybody else. So yeah. it's it's a weird, scary thing, I think. And I actually just thought of one 
another analogy, like if we go back to the world of software, say for example, you're a software developer and uh, you can only use, you know, like seven chords or whatever, seven something in software. And once those seven are used, you can't use them. Yeah. You know, that just doesn't work, right? Exactly. I mean, you just go create a new piece of software today that isn't the same as someone else's. You have a blank sheet of paper, but in music, we're tied to the Western chromatic yeah, scale. Yeah, there's 12 and notes. That's it. Well, 11 that's it. <laughs> So, yeah, it's fundamentally different. So, uh, let's see. Yeah. So, anyway, I, you know, I guess that's it for today. I think we'll well, keep, yeah. we'll keep, I, I'd like to hear what other people think yeah, about it. Yeah, write your comments in down below. We'd love to hear what you guys think because I know this is a really... I'd almost like to hear if, if somebody disagrees because from the people I've talked to, everybody thinks this is crazy. Well, yeah, I've actually seen one guy on one f- Facebook group. He's like adamant that Sheeran has copied it and he should be taken to the cleaners. Really? Uh, so, yeah. So if that's your opinion, I mean, let us know. We're interested to hear why someone would think that. I don't agree with it, but yeah, I mean... But my next prediction, if this works, somebody's, well, Bon, uh, Ed, uh, you too is going to sue Ed Sheeran for Castle on the Hill. Listen to the intro if you don't believe me. <laughs> anyway, uh, I hope they don't. I was just kidding, but it's pretty <laughs> similar. Um, yeah, so anyway, please write your comments and please, you know, click subscribe. Anywhere like and f- subscribe. We're, now we're back on the horse. We're starting to churn out uh, yeah. these little videos. Uh, much more frequently, we're going to be covering uh, the news of th- of the moment, really. To- yeah, we're going to keep it fresh, keep it a little bit current Yeah, from now on. Anyway, thank you for listening, watching, yeah. being with us, sharing your time, spending your time with us. We appreciate it. We know it's yeah. a valuable thing for, for everybody these days. Yeah. So we'll see you. We'll see you next time. Next time. Thanks. Yeah.